When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're back in the saddle again. That was not very good. That was bad. <laughs> what are you going to do? <clears throat> we haven't heard from Timmy yet. No. Timothy. Barnes & Noble fired Demos Parneros in July. He sued Barnes & Noble over the firing in August. Now Barnes & Noble is hitting back. The bookseller is countersuing Parneros, claiming its former CEO breached his duties of loyalty and good faith, per Reuters. He did so, BNN says, by allegedly sexually harassing a female employee, bullying workers under him, and trying to sabotage a potential sale of the company. BNN originally had not specified why Parneros, or Paraneros, it says here. The other, atop it says Parneros, and then it says Paraneros. Uh, let's see what it actually is. I don't know it is Parneros. It is Parneros. I thought so. Demos Parneros. That sounds very Greek. Yes, I would have to agree with you on that one. Uh, in any case, uh, BNN originally had not specified why Parneros, who did not receive severance, was fired. The Wall Street Journal reports Parneros initially sued because he claimed the company fired him for no reason after just 14 months on the job. So uh, they say he was sexually harassing people. He was bullying people. There's a lot of that going on. First of all, well, if he's if he's your... Yeah, if he's your direct, or not direct, if he's your boss or she's your boss, then you can't bully your employees. But if employees bully one another, you can't sue people over that. Really? Yeah, because they don't, you know, they don't hold, like if somebody bullied me at KQRS. Brittany. I don't, I don't, yeah, Brittany, typical. I, there's nothing that I could do about it because I don't have a boss at KQRS. You know, I'm a private contractor. Well, but you could bring it to HR and... There's nothing they could do about it. Yeah, I technically don't think... Unless there's a company policy about it. I mean, yeah. technically their boss could say, cut it out or I'll fire you, but... Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, that, that part is true. But as far as sexual harassment is concerned, I don't... I, I know employees can't do that to one another, but I still don't understand how they prove all of this stuff. Just because someone like says did. it happened, it doesn't mean it happened. I know. It's hard to. Yeah. And here's the part that I don't like know about that. Know who to believe. This is the part I don't like about that. For, for women and men who do get sexually harassed, if you're running around claiming people were sexually harassing you and it's not true, you hurt them more than anybody else. Well, they're narcissists. They don't care. They don't care about people They only care if it affects, how it affects them. It's so weird. Why would you want to mistreat somebody who has been sexually harassed? It makes no sense. I don't think they even think about it. They don't, do they? I think you're absolutely right about that. They just, they don't care about that and they don't think about it. And therefore it's just, why have we, and uh, you know, you guys are 
32 and, and 29, about to turn 30. Why do you think that people are so incredibly self-centered and angry right now? What is that? I think they always have been. It's just that society used to ignore them because they didn't have a voice. But now that they have Twitter and Facebook, exactly. that changed everything. Mm-hmm. Back in back a hundred years ago, it's like how would someone like that even get their opinions known? They would have no, to exactly. shout them on the street corner, and here's, they did, and people ignored them because they were crazy. Here's part that I want I want because I should point out that not Andy, not Alex, not me. We we we're not ardent Democrats or Republicans. We're not hardliners or far left or far right or any of that stuff. I just don't understand how you can. An example, this Menendez guy in New Jersey, was he actually convicted of, of uh, was it conspiracy or what? Menendez, uh, the guy's running, or he is a U.S. senator or something in New Jersey. The hooker thing? Yeah, not the hooker thing, the other part. It was, yeah, because was he wasn't even... Corruption. He wasn't even investigated for that because the news decided that wasn't news. Yeah, which is unbelievable. Having sex with underage girls in the Dominican Republic is just fine with everybody. I don't understand that at all. But he was also he was he was charged with corruption, but I don't know if he was convicted or Let's not. See. But how do you just let that go? He's corrupt. Get rid of him. He was indicted. So he was indicted. Uh, I don't want to keep reading for one dollar. Keep reading for one dollar. He was indicted, but it did not go to trial. Why not? Maybe this site will tell me. Because apparently... It just says he avoided conviction. So, in other words, these politicians, do they, they slap each other in the back. You can be corrupt. You can have sex with underage girls in the Dominican, and nobody cares. And, by the way, he's leading the polls by, like, two points. So even the voters don't care that he had sex with underage girls and, and was indicted. For corruption. Mm. I, how do you vote for something? How can you, in the, your right mind or conscious... It really seems uh, like only one side cares about that kind of thing. I, I just don't understand why it's okay with what, whatever it is. Why is that okay with you? That this guy is an absolute criminal piece of turd. He's a horrible human being. <laughs> but you say, oh, but he's the right party, so I'll vote for him. Oh, wait, it did go to trial. Okay. Uh, but it ended in a mistrial, a hung jury. Oh, so he was not found not guilty. No, he wasn't found not guilty nor guilty. Nor guilty. It was was just a mistrial. It was just So in other words, it was rigged. I don't know. Uh, People, I hope you do understand, too, that 90% of politicians have everything rigged. The money they make is psychotic. Again. Uh, people who go become president either already are billionaires or they become billionaires. It didn't used to be like that. To, I mean, they're making millions of dollars per month now. It's unbelievable. Uh, I don't think that should be allowed. I just no, it's I really just don't. yeah. The whole yeah. I took a quiz mm-hmm. online about yes. who I should vote for for all the for right. midterms. Yes, and. Where'd it go? I don't know. Oh, it's under your chair. I'll find it later. It's fine. No, don't worry about my feelings. Okay, cool. And um, that guy that you know, Dean Phillips, is that his name? Yeah. Is running for something Uh in my county. Governor? No. No, he's running for... uh... I thought it was governor. Yeah, he is running for... Is it governor? I don't think it's. What the hell is he running for? No, no, Tim Walls and and uh, uh-huh. 
I don't. I don't know. Oh, he's it's, running for and Jeff District. Oh, he's running for District Three U.S. Representative. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. Uh, uh, Eric Paulson's seat. That's what he's running. Yeah, for. I agree. Apparently, he was like the most. I agreed with. Uh, like my because it tells like what percentage mm-hmm. of each representative you agree with and i agreed with him apparently the most out of anybody i wonder why that is like what did you agree with him on i don't know i didn't look at the specifics but it was like i did one of those and i don't even remember 82 percent agree with dean phillips yeah i mean they all have good i just wish they would stop beating each other up and just point out what you're going to do i don't want to hear how your opponent's horrible you know we had I know, Jeff, it's yeah we had Jim Newberger in yesterday. We had Dean Phillips in. One's uh, one's a Democrat. One's a Republican. One leans a little left. The other one leans a little right. But I had conversations with them. Uh, I don't hate either one of them. They seemed like nice nice people to me. They're friends of friends. As a matter of fact, I I know uh, Jim's relatives, the Newbergers in North Minneapolis, uh, the Phillips family, obviously. But um, I just don't. Uh, why can't we? agree on something in the middle that'd be good i know it's so hard that it's like and if you on this quiz if anybody wants to take this quiz i think it's a really smart idea it's on isidewith.com um mm-hmm. you clicked on like what your results were like mm-hmm. how you answered the questions yes. and what um and what each party thought the importance of each question was or whatever mm-hmm. and it was either like Completely to the left or completely to the right about like almost every issue. Oh, really? Yeah, there was like no I, nothing I in the middle. For and this was like parties I'd never heard of, like the Women's Rights Party. Oh, like yeah. I didn't even know that that was actually a party. Yeah. And um, yeah, like everything, uh, every party was either completely on the left or completely on the right. And I was like, this is the problem. Well, the what's interesting is I I took that last year. Yeah, for the presidency. Yeah, I took yeah. it, well, two years ago, I guess it was. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is the far left sees me as really conservative, that I'm I'm far to the right and that's just how it is and blah, blah, blah. I took the test and I actually leaned slightly left Yeah, my mine, viewpoints. Mine, I was like, I leaned more democratic. What is that? It's my phone. Oh, okay. I've like, got the ringer off, but it buzz. still vibrates. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, the thing about it is, I just, uh, I asked people about that. I asked several friends about it, and I talked to psychologists about it and what, what their take is. Apparently, what, what those people don't like about me, because, you know, people ask them, why don't you like him? What they don't like about me is I'm, I'm not passive-aggressive. They don't like that. Especially in Minnesota. People yeah, Minnesota like Minnesota people love passive-aggressive, and I'm not passive-aggressive. I'm just aggressive, and they find that to be like brutish behavior because I just tell you to your face, leave me alone or shut up or you're nuts. They don't do that. They tell you how wonderful you are and then stab you in the back. That's why those people don't like me. It's weird, don't you think? Look, I don't know. I am grateful for the fact that some people hate me because you can't have huge ratings unless half the people hate your guts. So actually, you're doing me a huge favor by having such a strong opinion about me. Because if you didn't, my ratings wouldn't be anywhere near as high as they are. Which and is I feel very like people don't have as strong of an opinion about you as they used to. Well, no, I suppose that's probably true. Well, again, you know, in, in the days, I mean, our ratings are still phenomenal. I was telling Andy it was hilarious because last month I, I go, oh, our ratings are down. Oh, what are we going to do? I said, 
Well, I wasn't here, so I don't know what to tell you. I was gone for 11 days, and that's when the ratings went down. That'll do and it. It's not that I'm the god of radio. It's just a matter of fact that I wasn't there for 11 days, and the ratings went down. That's why they went down. Do you want yeah. to know anything else? Because now they came out just yesterday, and they're phenomenal. But back in the day, we had the highest ratings in America. Well, and the show was very different back then, too, from what it, it is now. Yeah, there were a lot of people on the show that I didn't agree with, as a matter of fact. Well, not even that, but I mean, you were different on the show, and it yeah. was more like zany. Yeah, I don't like zany. I never do. did like That was not my input, I will tell no, you No, I know. I have not been into that zany or TNA jokes. Some of the guys wanted to go TNA, so we kind of did that for a while, and... As the host, you kind of have to go along with whatever's happening. Yeah. I, I just, it, it wasn't for me. I like the show right now. I mean, we weren't long. allowed to listen to you for a long time. But now, like. By your mom? Yeah. But now when we get in the car, like Fawn, we listen to you all the time. Funny. Every once in a while you say like a mild swear word, but yeah, that's not it. not very often anymore. Yeah. A-hole's about the only one I use now. That's about it. Yeah. And she'll hear you say that in regular life anyway. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. I don't swear in front of her. Okay. Lies. Dan has lies. Dan has a potty mouth too, and I'm like, what do you mean two? I don't listen. have a potty mouth. Uh, hmm. Hilarious. <laughs> well, only when the only the guys, not the women. No, you um, you're not swearing at anybody. Like you'll just you just swear a lot in general. Yeah, I suppose. I don't swear hardly ever. My scummy background. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it is. But no, it's it's interesting going through this. I I just cannot believe. That they want to blame, both sides want to blame somebody else for, for all these troubles. How you can try to pin that massacre in Squirrel Hill, Pennsylvania on the president, I don't understand how you could blame that on him. His daughter's a Jew. People are crazy. They're just nuts. And then on the other side, they like to blame every this, that, and the other thing on the liberals because they don't you know hold people's feet to the fire. Would you both knock People it off? People love to point fingers. They sure do. And it just, it's very disturbing. It's your fault. It's never. all your fault this happened. And people also don't ever want to take blame. Like, they want to blame everybody else, but never take blame themselves. That's 100% true. Whereas, I I was taught, and, I, and Toots Everything's your fault. No, I just <laughs> said, hey, if, if you did something, you need to stand up and go, oh, that was my fault. Like, what, I go through this thing with Matt Dunn. You know, I'm talking about on the 2nd and 3rd of November, you can go down to, that's Friday and Saturday, you can go down to uh, Screamtown and get five bucks off your ticket, and half the money you do pay goes to Meals on Wheels. And there are some things about Matt Dunn that people don't know. They need to back off him. He has, you know, he's, he, he has some stress in his life. So should he have said what he said? No. But I've said plenty of things that I wish I hadn't said. Like everybody I know on earth has said things they say, wish they hadn't said. Everybody says stuff that they regret. So why they want to bury 200 people's jobs, because 200 people work at Screamtown. You want 200 people to lose their jobs over a misstatement? And again, he's got some stress in his life that people don't know about, and someday he'll talk about it. And then I guarantee you, you people who turned on him are going to be really sorry you turned on him. Because you will look like complete jerks for doing it. So that's that. I just, uh, but yeah, if you go to Screamtown Friday, and, and again, there's nothing in it for me at all other than supporting a guy who needs help and supporting 200 people's jobs because I don't want them, getting, don't want them getting fired, you know? I think Carver County was way out of line with the statements they made. How 
long does Screamtown go for? And are they just temporary like employees? I don't know. They're actors, so I don't know if they all act together or they work together or whatever they do. But yeah, like what? I could track that down. I can check it out. But yeah, if you want to go out there, I would highly recommend you go out there. It's a great uh, attraction anyway. But yeah, five bucks off for you, and half the money goes to Meals on Wheels, which is a phenomenal cause. You'll have fun. Everybody be happy. And I guarantee you, when you find out all how all this boils down and what comes out of it, you're going to be very happy you supported that place. I'm just telling you. We'll be back. Tom Bernard. It's time to give you an update on my successful weight loss journey. I'm down 92.5 pounds thanks to my friends at Nutramost of Plymouth, the official and only provider of the Nutramost program in Minnesota. I've never been down this road where I've lost so much weight and then keep it off. So now I'm on the Nutramost Forever Maintenance Program. This program reminds me to keep hydrated about healthy eating habits and what to eat to keep it my healthy weight. It makes a lot of sense. To find out how to be successful losing weight, attend the Nutramost in Plymouth free dinner on Monday, November 12th, 6.30 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you too. But heads up, there are copycat programs claiming to be cheaper with the same results, but they don't take into account the detailed specifics of your body to customize the program for you. Register for the Nutramost Dinner. It's on November 12th. Call 763-333-7337. That is 763-333-7337. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. We're just here lighting everybody up. That's all I know. I don't know where Tim is. Uh, Tim was going to call in at 105. Yes, so I guess so he didn't. So he didn't make it. Couldn't make it. Yeah, because we're not going to be able to do it now. There's not going to be time to do it now. But Timmy will be on next week. He's usually on Mondays anyway, so we'll get that done. And then Kristen Burt was on yesterday, but we didn't talk much in the last like 20 minutes. She was on, so I got to get all this stuff uh, back in order. That'd be wonderful because I think Kristen Burt's great. And so is Tim Lammers. I like all the people on the show, as a matter of fact. But um, that's the deal. So I, I'm sure, you know, Tim's got kids and he's got young kids. And once in a while, you will step in and go, uh, wait a minute. Um, you know, what the hell is this? It's Halloween today. Happy Halloween. Um, we played the Monster Mash this morning on the KQ Morning Show, which I really enjoyed. It's a good, good song. He did the mash. Woman's costume sends her to the doctor. Mm. What the hell? Oh, no. This, is it something about a vagina? Real. 
Now it's not about oh, their my. vagina. I don't know. I thought it was <laughs> that like was a, yesterday. An abortion-related one or something. I don't know. Oh, dear. Anna two T E W. Anna two. two certainly had a scary Halloween experience, though not in the way you might think. The Mobile, Alabama woman bought a three-dollar pair of fake fangs to complete her zombie costume. Oh. She applied them to her teeth. She glued them to her oh, teeth. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Why would you do that? She took actual glue. She glued the fake teeth to her teeth. What? Why would you do that? In the world. Lady, what are you doing? the matter with you? She used glue that was included. All oh. Right. Well, wait, wait a what? minute. Well, then Apparently, it's the company who's... Then it's the company's Well, fault. so she'll be suing that company for... Or maybe she had an allergic reaction. We don't know what happened. Keep going. Well, yeah. it says here, little did she know that the glue apparently was not temporary. After the school bus driver volunteered at a haunting, haunted halls event Friday night, I tried until it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. They wouldn't budge. She drank coffee or drooled coffee more accurately, as she tells McClatchy, which McClatchy. is a new... McClatchy... They either still do or they used to own the Pioneer Press. Mm. Uh, to see if the hot liquid would melt the adhesive. And she even tried to use wire clippers oh, to God. no avail at all. Keep wire clippers away from your teeth, Yeah, please. don't do that. That's what I would do, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, would keep, I would keep them away from my teeth. Yeah. By this point, she was in pain, but she wasn't sure if the situation merited a trip to the emergency room. After a sleepless night, she ended up at an emergency dentist instead on Saturday. So, in other words, that cost her a fortune. Well, yeah, emergency oh dentistry probably cost her what? upwards of several hundred dollars. Why did they include permanent glue? Did she get them from... I'm guessing she got them a, like $3 for a pack of 50 from... It was 3 bucks. AliExpress 3 bucks or something. It was 3 bucks. These teeth are hideous. Oh, my God. I can't believe she, that she glued those into her own mouth. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are... They're bad looking, man. He talked about drilling. They had a saw. Talked about taking them off in sections. And they couldn't numb it because they were scared they would actually pull my teeth out, she recalls, to WKRG. Oh, my God. So he went in and picked and pulled, and I squealed like a baby, and they got them out, she adds to McClatchy. It was almost 24 hours in my mouth. It was painful, scary, all of the above. A dentist tells today that veneers, braces, sore gums, sensitive teeth, or teeth that have been recently cleaned can all mess with adhesives. And the American Dental Association says in a statement that before applying any chemical or appliance to your teeth as part of your Halloween costume or any time of the year, it's important to check with your dentist and make sure it won't negatively impact your oral health. I would well, never glue I, anything no, in God, my mouth no, anyway. God, I am no. noticing that they never refer to it as adhesive the glue that came with it they say they just say it was glued into her mouth or well, the glue she used she said it was it included says here, it said she, she says she teeth. used it, it but says, i don't think people believe her well it says she applied them to her teeth using the glue that was included well that's what she says that's what she says uh so we have jim lammers on the phone according to our phone system jim? the very famous the notorious God. jim lammers jim what's up uh, Whoa, what the that hell? Did we lose them? I had 1.30 in my head, not, and I think I was supposed to be on at 1. Oh, so not I, I apologize. It's not a problem at Jim, all. Jim, get it together. Yeah, Jimothy. Cool. Yeah. Although we're going to have well, uh, Annie call in in about three minutes. 
Oh, no, she's okay. Co- well, I'll, I'll just quickly because I only want to talk about one thing. This is Tim. Jim was my father. Yes. Uh, yes, Tom, exactly. I, at this point, did you talk uh, about Whitey Bulger? We talked a little bit about the fact that uh, he was beaten to death in prison. Yes. Mm. Yes, my God, that you know, if they want to get you, they're going to get you, man. Oh God! I mean, yes. he was eighty-nine, and it's like somebody still wanted to get him. And they identified the guy who beat him to death as a member of the mafia. So the mafia, yeah, God, mafia guy, go, beat man. him to death. Yeah. What comes around goes around, and all that stuff. All that. Yep. You're absolutely right about that. But, of course, you know, I thought of the movie Black Mass right away with Johnny Depp, which I know I'd love for you to revisit that. Because, again, I know that you didn't like it because you knew too much. And it just kind of didn't live up to where, you know, it should be. But, God, what a... I was, you know, it's still kind of shocking. Part of me thought, well, he's dead. And I was like, oh, my God, no, he is alive. and Or he was alive, and he was 89. So. He was 89 years old. Beating an 89-year-old man to death must have been a real thrill for the guy. Oh, yeah, God. really, what a tough guy. Real tough guy. Who I beat an 89-year-old man to death. And not that Whitey Bulger didn't have it coming. He was a psychopath murderer himself. So. Oh, yeah. But at 89, Scum. how dangerous could he be? No. He was in a wheelchair. Yeah, so. gonna, oh, yeah, he was in a wheelchair. Come after you. I'll be there in three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, you couldn't have been too fast of a threat or whatever. No, no, yeah, I wouldn't but, think he uh, was much of a threat. You're absolutely right about that. But it's. But again, you know, he crossed too many people, and you know, again, what comes around goes around, and ooh. Yeah, you you so, don't you don't want to spend a lot of time getting involved with organized crime. It's just not no. a good idea. We got more from our phone system no. here. We have a call from any welder. Doesn't matter any which any welder. Doesn't matter which one. Okay, just could, just any welder. Just it's any not any welder, it's any welder. What? Annie, how are you? Hey, good. Thanks, Tom. That's Thank a, you for having me on your that's show. It's a pleasure. Tim Lammers, or Jim Lammers. Yep. So your name was Any Welder, and his name was Jim Lammers, and his name's actually Tim Lammers. But yeah, other than it's that... It's never been great at that. It is not. <laughs> Tim, Tim, can you be Hi, on? Annie. Can, Hi. Can you stay with us for about seven minutes, Timmy? Oh, uh, sure, Annie, yeah, I'd love to. I, I'll, I'll, I'll sit and listen. Okay, Annie, how much time do you have with us today? As much as you need. Oh, wonderful, because then if you and Tim can do it, uh, about seven minutes together, and then we'll do an entire 15-minute segment with you after that, Annie. If that, if that works for you, that'd be great. Sure. Okay, I'm, I'm jealous of both of you because one of you gets to live out uh, near the Waverly, Minnesota area, Litchfield out there, and then you, Annie, you get to live in Hastings. I love those two areas. Hastings is a wonderful town. I feel very fortunate to live here. I love the river, and I love the historic buildings and homes. It's really cool. Oh, that bridge that there was, that, that circular bridge that they put in where you'd circle up on the bridge, drive across, and then circle down it on the other side. That thing was, what an amazing, amazing piece of architecture that was, no doubt. But, yeah, there was a... The spiral bridge, yeah. The spiral bridge, that's exactly right. But I, I, I do, I love those historic towns. Well, you know, Tim, I was talking to Tim about this. One thing that broke my heart about Litchfield and that area out there is that uh, Walmart moved in and the entire Main Street in Litchfield pretty much shut down other than a couple of, there's a good cafe there still, but I really wish we wouldn't do that to small town America. That would, that would be nice if we didn't do those things, but what do I know? We right? are, yeah, we are very lucky in Hastings because our downtown 
has had a huge resurgence. Oh, that's and great. They just redid the park on the river, and yep. they made the street a lot more pedestrian-friendly, and it's so picturesque that they actually filmed commercials. There's no there. doubt about it. So, now, yeah. Tim, I've never asked you, yes. do you... Do you uh, are you a big Halloween guy? You have young children, so you must be big into Halloween, aren't you? Well, you know what? This is the first year without the trick-or-treating, so I'm kind of bummed. Really? Mm. Yeah. So well. no grandkids yet, but they're obviously old enough to not want to trick-or-treat anymore. Yeah, so, I suppose that's yeah, true. Yeah, if I get, see, I'm out, I'm out in the country, and is it Annie or Ann? It's Annie. Annie. And Annie, yeah, I'm out in the country, so we're lucky if we get one to two anyway. Yeah. But there will actually be people here tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, if one or two show up, we'll be happy to hand out candy. But, uh, yeah, I, I miss that. And, you know, Tom, you had it and it left you, but now you get it again with Fawn. So, oh, that's I mean, great. It's going to be great tonight. It comes tonight. full circle, you know. So, yeah, it's a wonderful time, and, and certainly looks like we're going to have wonderful weather for it tonight. Yeah, the weather's supposed to be 54 and sunny for the beginning of uh, trick-or-treating in any case. Now, Annie, do you go out trick-or-treating? No, I stay here and hand out candy. Oh, I have a lot of kids that come here and want to meet the spirits or say hello to them. So we... Um, we have a lot of fun on Halloween, but no. usually October is just a busy month of haunted tea parties and spirit events. So Halloween is kind of the final hurrah for us. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, you live in a Victorian home in uh, in Hastings, right? Right. And how, how long yeah. have you lived there? 24 years. Oh, that's cool. And I was told... Yeah, I love this house. I will live here forever, and I'm sure I'll be a ghost myself. Someday, but, <laughs> there you um, go. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I was told to um, be prepared to share some of the creepiest uh, experiences we've had here, and I do have some to share. I, I wanted to make sure that people understood, though, that generally speaking, this house is a very positive, wonderful place to be, and it is very active as far as spirits, but I work hard to keep it positive and light. So every now and then we have some freaky deaky stuff, but um, <laughs> not very often. Well, that's good. <laughs> now, Tim, do you are are you a believer in spirits and all that, Tim? I I, I am I am. Um, you know, I haven't had any encounters personally. Um, my wife and my oldest son, when he was younger. Um, said they did, um, and it all surrounded, believe it or not, there's um, a violin that came from my ancestors in Poland, and it, it was a couple hundred years old or whatever, you know, so it, it had some life attached to it, and my wife and, and son had some weird occurrences happened when we were in our other place. And they they swore it had something to do with this violin, so we gave oh. it back to my dad. And then we didn't have they didn't have anything after that. So um, you know everybody gets a laugh about it. I tease them about it, but that doesn't mean I'm a non-believer. I certainly think that uh, yeah, you know it's kind of like. I don't like going to garage sales and buying other people's stuff because I feel like something might be attached to it now. <laughs> you yeah, know? And yeah. I don't know how you feel about that, Andy, but that, that certainly, you know, generally, you know, my, my uh, one experience with it. 
that's a really common way for spirit energy to enter a home. And I'm curious, what, um, what experiences did your wife and child have? Did they see something? Did they hear something? Or well, something? My, my son was probably younger than five years old at the time, and I want to ask you something about this because I've heard it before. Um, he claimed to see a couple people who, the way he described them, ended up looking like what, who would have been my, my, either my great-grandfather or my great-great-grandfather. Um, but, you know, the feeling that I've, or, or the description I've heard is that since younger people, little kids in particular, minds, since their minds are less cluttered than us adults, that they are more open to receiving that sort of thing, if at all possible. You do you get you get what I'm I'm getting at here? Yeah, yeah. I absolutely believe that's true. And I, I would say, not just less cluttered, but they're probably operating at a different level of consciousness most of the time than most adults because we're so distracted yeah. and so busy and stressed out. And um, they also depending on how old they are, don't know that there is no such thing. As right. So if they see them, they just see them. We had, my mom had an experience where she was home alone at night and she woke up because my brother's guitar, which was sitting in, in her room for some reason, started strumming itself. It was strumming so itself? That was the only, yeah, well, anyway, it was, it was making, it sounded like someone was playing it, but she was alone in the house. So I wondered if the violin did anything like that. You know, yeah, no, you know, it was somewhat in disrepair, so it, it wouldn't have been able to play itself in, <laughs> in its in its state. But certainly, you know, they claim to, you know, that once we got rid of that thing, it, it stopped. Now, uh, okay. it, my father has since passed on it, but the violin uh, went to my uh, one of my brothers, who has had it mounted and hanging on a wall, and he hasn't had any experiences. So. Again, you know, it's uh, the whole idea of a child maybe being more receptive to that sort of thing. That's what, that's what I was wondering about. And it'll be interesting, Tom, if, if Fawn starts talking to you about things that she's seeing and you're not seeing. I mean, who knows? Maybe yeah. you'll start looking at things from a different angle, too. Well, you know, i, I got to tell you, as a matter of fact, uh, we have to take a very, very quick break here. But, Tim, if you want to hang on, that'd be great. If you have to mm. go, I understand. Whatever you want to do. No, no, Absolutely. Okay, we'll be right back, Andy. That's uh, we'll be right back in a couple minutes if that works for you. All right. Sounds good. Excellent. Right back, Andy Wilder. We're talking about House of Spirits and Whispers, Trucker Ghost Stories, Spirits Out of Time, Tim Lammer's view, and and I'll talk about the one time I may have seen a spirit, but I'm not sure if that's what happened or not. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. 
So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Annie Wilder promoting the books, three, uh, three true ghost story books, as a matter of fact. House of Spirits and Whispers, Trucker Ghost Stories and Spirits Out of Time. Tim Lammers also with us. I like to talk a lot about this stuff with Tim as well. Annie, I'll mention this. Tim, Tim already knows this, and I brought it up. I don't know if you know Jeff Belanger or not, but he's... He's a mm-hmm. guy. He's, oh, you do know Jeff. Okay. Right, great guy. Um, I was just talking to him last hour about the fact that my, my great-grandmother was exactly 100 years older than me. She was born, amazingly, she was born before Abraham Lincoln became president of the United States. Wow. And she died yeah. when I was four years old. She was 104, and I was four, and she died, and I was very close to her. I used to love hanging out with her. Her name was Susan Barnard. And she died in, in, up in Long Prairie, Minnesota. We went up to her funeral. Mm-hmm. And then we came home, and, and that night, I'm four years old, and I'm lying in bed. And I woke up, and she was standing at the end of my bed. She wasn't saying anything or doing oh, anything. She, cool. she was just looking at me. Now, I don't know if that was a little kid kind of kind of conjuring her image or, or if she actually was there. I, to this day, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, it's interesting because that is one of probably the most common way that most people experience a spirit spirit visit. And, you know, if you were, um, I mean, had you had ever woken up before that and seen your grandma at the foot of your bed? No. Before a sense? No. Yeah, I think the the cool thing about ghosts, I think, um, one of them is that it's probably it's probably all about consciousness at some level, and someday we will figure out with quantum physics how how it all works together and how these things happen. And actually, a really cool book is called um, the Holographic Universe, and it kind of touches on that. It's like our our minds are holograms, or or our whole world is a hologram, and that book. I read it about every 10 years, and I get closer to understanding it every time I read it. But it it kind of delves into how that premise, which follows, um, you know, um, quantum physics, would explain things, everything Mm -hmm. from time travel to time slips to ghosts to stigmata to um, doppelgangers. It's a really cool book. Well... What's interesting is we, I had already mentioned we talked to Jeff Belanger, and I was talking about the fact that your energy is not destroyed when you die, so it has to go somewhere. We do know that. I don't know that we know where it goes, right. but but we do. 
Um, right. You know, I, I when, when any how old were you when you first saw uh, an apparition or a spirit or, or whatever the situation is? Well, weirdly, I was a little kid too, oh, and you were? I didn't okay. know that it was a ghost. Yeah, I had only seen two spirits in my life before I moved into this house. And the first time I was at my grandparents' house, it was in the 60s. My sister and I were spending the night, and we were watching the Johnny Carson show with my grandma and grandpa. Oh, and yeah. eating ice cream yep. and Hershey's chocolate, you know? Oh, what TV. a tough like, life, Annie. Tough mm-hmm. life, yeah, grandparents so. and chocolate. Now you're talking. <laughs> right. Hershey's, remember in the can? Just... Oh, but God, anyway, yes. so I went upstairs to brush my teeth and uh, get into my PJs. And I was, they had an old Victorian house. And I was upstairs, and the door was partly open because I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom. And all of a sudden, I saw what I figured was my sister run by, like in her nightgown, mm. in a white, long white nightgown. And I said her name, and there was no answer. And then I stepped out in the hall, and there was nobody there. And I went downstairs, and she was watching TV with my grandma and grandpa in her regular clothes. Ooh. And then I just got a feeling of just like hot fear, you know, because I had seen some little girl run by the bathroom door, like in a nightgown, run through the hallway. But it did look so, like your sister. Well, it was a little girl with dark hair. Oh, okay. okay. And that my sister had dark hair, and she was, you know, six or seven. So, and the second time I saw a ghost, we lived out in the Black Hills, and I was home alone, which is very weird because I've seven brothers and sisters, but I was homesick that day, and my mom had gone in to pick up everyone from school, and I got up because I heard voices and glasses clinking and talking, and I thought everybody was home and eating the after-school snack without me, and I opened the door to our kitchen, and the house went silent. It was actually empty, so then I got kind of scared, and I went and sat in our living room, and we had a big picture window. It was late afternoon, you know, like 3.30 or something. And the sun was streaming in the window, and I could see all the dust motes, you know, oh, right. in the yep. air. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so now this is like the 70s. You think of a ghost if you're a little kid. You think of Scooby-Doo, a white sheet, or, you know, a person. Mm-hmm. But what I saw was like a, it was like the dust motes took the shape of a man. Really? Standing in the air. Yeah, and I got really scared, and I ran outside and held on to our dog until my mom got home. <laughs> so that wasn't, you know, not if I was conjuring it up in my mind. I think I would have come up with something a little more traditional. So mm, yeah, that's probably that, true. Those were the only two times I saw a ghost before I moved here. But now that you've moved into this uh, Victorian home in, in Hastings, how often do you see spirits in the, your current home? I would say see spirits. Um, I have seen spirits probably fewer than 15 times in 24 years. Okay. It is more often, well, yeah, probably 15 to 20 of actually seeing spirits. Um, I There is a, a mean spirit that helps watch over the house. And he is the old man who lived here before us, German Catholic guy. We have actually seen him. I have seen him and my husband, who is like a happy hippie. He doesn't care about paranormal stuff at all. But when he moved, the first time he came over, one of the first times, 
he was like, all right, Leon, if you exist, I'd like to see you. And he said in his mind's eye, he immediately saw a picture of a man, um, kind of heavy jowls, looking over a paper, newspaper, but reading glasses and looked at him. He was an animated image. And he said it was so foreign to anything he'd ever experienced that he looked super freaked out. And I said to him when I came in the room, what happened? And he said, do you have a picture of Leon? And I said, yeah. And I went and got it. And he said, I just saw him. <laughs> I mean, he saw him only in his mind, but he asked to see him and he got this image. And it was, um, it freaked him out because he didn't have any interest or, you know, he never, he didn't care about spirit stuff. He wasn't opposed to it, but right. he just didn't have any interest. So that was, um, that was his visual of Leon. And Leon was here when we moved in. Both the realtor and I knew the house was haunted. You could feel it when you walked in the door. And I'd looked at a lot of old houses, and we only thought one other one was haunted. But it turns out that Leon had buried um, some important papers and a bunch of cash and gold and silver coins in the dirt room in the basement. And so he was sticking around... Um, to make sure that it got handed over to his family, which we did. Really? And then we thought he would, yeah, it was, I mean, we already knew the house was really haunted. What happens more often here is um, you hear ghosts. So I guess that is one of the main things in my house, and that's why paranormal teams love to come here. And I do have links on my website to different investigations, but they, because my house talks a lot. There's whispers, there's voices, there's pounding in the walls. Um, we, we have, that's probably the main way that the spirits manifest here. But I feel, I feel confident in this house because I take good care of it from the physical realm as far as keeping the energy positive. Mm -hmm. And I feel that I have both my family spirits and Leon the former owner's help from the spirit side of things. Now, Annie, I have to so, ask you. Every I, now and then we have, yeah. Um, I grew up Roman Catholic, uh, and you just mentioned that uh, that Leon was a Catholic guy. And you also mentioned you have uh, about 85 kids in your family, so I'm assuming that you grew up yeah. Catholic as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yep. You're right. Why, why do you think it is that, that Catholicism really... A lot of this centers around Catholicism. Why do you think that is? I think because when we, I mean, you were you grew up Catholic as well, is that yep. is that correct? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, when you when I was a little kid, so my mom and dad, we went to a Catholic school until we moved to South Dakota, and my teachers and my grandparents and all the members of my family, you know, believed in a spirit world. At least that's how I perceived it, because you talked about the Holy Ghost, and you talked about um, having a spirit, and you talked about different saints that you would pray to, and purgatory, and yeah, it was like true. there was this invisible world with all these rules and um, courtesies and processes, um, so it didn't seem like that far of a stretch, you know? It was just like, of course there's a spirit world. Everybody that I know and look up to talks about it, too. So it wasn't a leap um, to believe in a spirit world. So, Tim, why do you think you do? 
I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just have this general belief that there is something after this. You know, yeah, um, yeah, that's, and and that. and just the miracle of life in itself. I mean, think about it. I mean, us being here. I mean, we don't come from nothing, so it would be foolish for me to to disregard anything after it. So yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, you know, in my world, and I was going to ask Annie about this. I mean, you you come you, you become jaded in some sort of way because I I'm a movie reviewer. Uh, Annie, and you see mm-hmm. obviously so many different uh, films that uh, scare you with tactics. You know, it's not necessarily organic or whatever. It's it, it, and and so I'm just wondering when you see if maybe you're not even a film fan, um, do you look at these Hollywood uh, versions of ghost stories and kind of go, you know, they're they're all they're getting it all wrong, or is there one in particular that you say, you know what, I think they got it right? Um. I I did see oh what's the one I think it was the haunting haunting in Connecticut I oh, saw that because yep. I hadn't seen any for a while after seeing the ring because the ring was so terrifying to me that I almost had to leave my house it was one of the few times that I felt very uncomfortable in my own house like really? I was so so freaked out by that movie yeah I think that one and was it the, the something witch project. Oh, Blair Witch? Oh, the Blair Witch Project? Yeah, Blair Witch Project. Mm -hmm. That one, I I think I can't stand that much anxiety. Like, it was all psychological. Yeah. I I don't watch any slasher movies either. I hate hate gore and violence. Um, I think, yeah, the one that terrified me the most recently was um, The Ring. And then I had to stop watching them until I just watched this one with... uh, um, the one based on Ed and Lorraine Warren, because they yeah. used to love oh, yeah. their Conjuring. books. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. So, um, did you want to hear some of the spookier stories? Or... I would love. We'd love to hear them. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, I'm going to tell a story that I haven't told um, yet on the air. I, I was. Okay, so we have young visitors every now and then that come to our house. And like as I said, I do haunted tea parties here. I host spirited events, and I want this to be a positive and safe place for people to learn about the spirit world. And that is, that's how my house feels most of the time. But by and large, that's how my house is. Every now and then there will be some spooky, really spooky experience that happened. So this happened probably four years ago, four or five years ago. We had two young visitors spend the night, family members. Um, My house, the way it's set up, the upstairs, there is a playroom that is of all the rooms in the house. It's got the weirdest energy because in the daytime, it is sunny and bright and warm. And in the nighttime, it has the, the weirdest, most ominous, um, ominous energy in the house. So most rooms have, most places have an energy signature. Their energy is stable, it doesn't change. This room though, it flips, which is really weird in and of itself. So in the daytime, I do let kids play in there. And then at night, nobody sleeps in that room. Not even adults unless they're, they want to and they know how, you know, they, they're forewarned if they want to sleep there. 
So the middle room of the house, the main bedroom upstairs, is the most energetically stable, like the most unhaunted room. So when I have young visitors, that's where they stay. And if we have a bunch of them, then they can all sleep in there together. If we just have a couple, then that's, that's our room too. So this particular night, it was um, my husband Dudley and I, and then the two young visitors, both girls, sleeping um, in sleeping bags on the floor. And I think the younger sister was about five at the time, and the older sister was eight, somewhere around that age. And we went to bed, um, woke up in the night because I could hear one of the girls whimpering. And I was trying to get out of bed quietly and quickly. I assumed it was the younger uh, sibling to comfort her so she didn't wake up her sister. And by the time I got to, I mean, they were three feet away from the bed. By the time I got over there, it was the oldest sister who's very calm, quiet, reserved in, in uh, her waking life. And she was heading towards the playroom, walking in the dark towards the playroom. And that surprised me because she's never woken up at our house before. And she, to hear her make that kind of noise was also very out of character for her. So I wanted to stop her before she went in the playroom because we had the door shut. And all of a sudden, she let out the most blood-curdling screams I have ever heard. Dudley shot out of bed like a, out of a cannon. He, was just, he thought somebody had gotten injured. And she was looking. We have a big, we have a dressing table with a big round mirror. So if you are going into the playroom, you can look back and see yourself in this mirror. And I figured that she must have, you know, been half asleep and then she got to the playroom door and saw her reflection and thought she was seeing a ghost. And that's why she was screaming. But I have only once heard screams like this in my life. Um, it, it, was, it was just like shattered your psyche. Okay, so I'm trying to comfort her. Dudley's up by that time. We're both, you know, hugging her like, what happened? Did you, you're okay, you're okay, you know, you're safe. Did you have a bad dream? No. Did you, do you have to go to the bathroom? No. Did you see yourself in the mirror? No. Do you need something? No. And then I realized she couldn't see. It was like she was looking at us, but she couldn't see. I found it from her mom. She does occasionally sleepwalk, but she's never had her um, wake up screaming. Mm -hmm. So I looked at her sister, who was on the floor, sound asleep which is pretty weird. And not only that, but she had like a little smile on her face. Of course, as soon as we got up, I turned on the light in that little hallway. Okay, so then I said, okay, so we're going to have you sleep in the bed with me. Dudley will go in the other room and, um, and we'll just, you know, we'll leave your sister asleep because she looks like she's doing okay. So the next morning, we get up. And I say to the older sister, do you remember what happened last night? And she said, no. I said, okay, well, you were, you were um, screaming, and we thought you had a bad dream. Are you sure you didn't see yourself in the mirror? And she said, no. Then Dudley said he almost had to leave the guest room where he was sleeping because he was seeing 
like grotesque faces, like um, gargoyle faces coming out of the attic down at him. And he didn't think we were safe in our room. And here's the part that's super weird. Um, one of the other parts that's super weird. The younger daughter, the younger sister said, did I say anything? And I said, no. I said, actually, you didn't, um, you didn't even wake up, which is pretty weird. And she said, I didn't wake up because I was happy. And I said, why were you happy? And she said, because I was dreaming about bacon. And for some reason, the whole thing just seemed so creepy and weird. Like, she didn't wake up, even with that loud shriek. Her sister um, was heading for the playroom and stopped at the door with a scream. And then Dudley saw these faces coming out of the attic at him. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up. So then I, I, because I keep my health energy positive, I called a friend who is an energy worker, and I said, I need you to come over and come through my house and make sure it's okay. We had a weird experience. I said, I won't tell you what happened, but just see what you can pick up. So she came over, and she said, it happened upstairs. And I'm like, it did. And so we walked upstairs. She walked past our bedroom, pointed at the floor where the girls had been sleeping. And she said, was somebody sleeping on your floor? And I said, yes. And she said, okay. She said, something was in your attic, and it went into the dream of, she said, was it, was it two girls? I said, yeah. And she said, something went into the dream of one of the girls because she's kind of psychic, and it invited her into the playroom. And I said, okay. <laughs> so we did some energy work. We did some rebalancing. And I asked my mom to tune in also because my mom is um, kind of gifted. Well, she's very gifted psychically. And I said, is my house safe? Because I need to know, especially for kids. And she said, and she didn't know anything about the story, and she went and meditated on it. And she came back and she said, I feel like something invited um, the older girl into the playroom. I said, yes. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the impression that we're getting. And she said, but I don't think it was evil. She said, but I think she would have been scared if she woke up in there. And she said, and I think uh, Leon stopped her at the door. Really? So that is my story. Um, and I wanted to share a story where people were awake here. And we've had other stories where you are awakened by weird stuff happening. But that one, like there were four people involved and everyone had a very different experience. But stuff was odd even when we were awake. So. That makes total sense. Oh, yeah. Annie, thank you so much for your time today. Great talking to you. Tim, thank you for your time. Happy Halloween to both of you. And Annie, we'll have to have you back. I'd love to Happy hear another me. story from no, you. No, I want to go to a haunted tea party. Exactly. Go to a haunted tea party. <laughs> you are I'll... invited. That sounds you amazing. Are invited. <laughs> Alex can okay, handle well, that. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah, happy Halloween. Happy All right, Halloween. Tommy, we'll talk tomorrow about Bohemian Rhapsody. <gasps> Sounds to oh, oh, Alex is going to be all excited oh now. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Speaking oh. of channeling a spirit, Rami Malek channels Freddie Mercury's spirit, I think. That's, That's what, what, I what everybody says. That's what everyone is talking about. Thank you both. We'll happy Halloween. To Sorry for the mix-up today and calling oh, in it's not a pro- No, it's not a problem at all. Don't worry about it. See you later, Jim. It was interesting. I loved, I loved this last half hour. Absolutely. It was really interesting. All right.
Happy Halloween, everyone. Thank you both. Yeah, you too. Yep, bye-bye. Bye.